a little more uh, glum than usual. Turned down because uh, I've my everything, <laughs> my everything has been weighed down, has been continuously being weighed down through seeing all of the injustice and ignorance and insensitivity on online, on my social media, in the news. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I'm not here to just tack on my opinions. Uh, there's already a cacophony. Look it up if you don't know it. There's a cacophony of varying perspectives, views, opinions, comments, concerns flying around right now. Some of which I agree with, some of which I don't. Uh, I'm here on a more educational note. I want to talk about whiteness. I'm not talking about racism necessarily. I'm talking about the white race. <laughs> uh, uh, it's important that we do this for several reasons. One of which, white people aren't traditionally raced. Uh, the stuff that I'm coming to you about comes from this scholarly article called The Matter of Whiteness, written by this guy. His first name was Dyer, or his last name was Dyer. I want to say it's Dyer Pace. Ah, look that up though. Matter of Whiteness, written by Dyer, okay? So in this article, uh, Dyer talks about how traditionally white people aren't raced. We don't talk about white people we talk about people uh, in our society, at least in the United States, right? So let me give you an example. If you were to go and describe someone, you had thought you need to go and describe someone that you saw at the store, what's something that you might use to describe them? Well, what uh, Dyer says is that for us, for like me, if you were going to describe me, here we go, there we go, that's a better example. How would you describe me? What's the first, what's one of the first labels or things you would say about me? He's a black male, all right? So for me, being black is inextricably linked to my identity. If you want to talk about who I am, you're going to call me a black man, right? Same way if you were speaking to an Asian woman, you would describe her most likely as an Asian woman or a black woman or, you know, all of uh, these things, Hispanic, whatever, right? If you're describing anybody that's not a white person, nine times out of 10, you're going to include part of their ethnicity, uh, part of their heritage or something to identify them. But let's say you saw a white girl or a white boy. <laughs> now you're gonna call them, cause I've already, you know, I've, I've uh, uh, what's the word? What's the word? I've primed you. I've primed you to now say, well, if I'm describing this person, I'm going to call them white, black, <clears throat> whatever. But normally this doesn't happen. If you look at a lot of the text in the United States, a lot of the media, uh, a lot of how we talk about ourselves in the States, a boy, a girl, or just a person 
is more than likely assumed to be white. Think about that. If you thought of the American teenage girl, what image pops up in your head? I don't have to say blonde. I don't have to say white. I don't have to say Ugg Boots or L.L. Bean because those things already come naturally to you, right? What if I said, uh, uh, tell me what your typical frat boy looks like? What's the first thing that pops into your head? A white, per like, more, more than likely a white person. But you see, a frat boy, and calling somebody a frat boy and calling somebody a white boy are completely different. Because <laughs> frat boys have their own culture and everything like that. But there's that space in there where you could say, well, there are some black fraternities and there are some white fraternities and sororities, blah, blah, blah. No. No. That's not the case here. Cultures are completely different. Cultures are completely different. We don't talk about white people. We don't. It's not normal. And so... A couple of things happen because we don't talk about white people. At the first utterance, instance that I say something about white anything, people are alarmed. White people are alarmed because, oh my God, why are you putting me on the spot? First of all, <laughs> and that that's a whole other thing in itself because you feel like just because I'm now finally calling you out on being white and doing what you do and your behaviors, your mannerisms... You think that I'm now being racist. You think that I'm now being uninclusive because I can see color. Newsflash, the point was never to not see color. Like, that was never an answer. So your whole, well, now you're, you're making it a race thing. It's been a race thing. But because you're white and because you have this privilege of being able to say, well, you know what? That doesn't concern me. I'm going to look the other way. Well, of course you would never see anything as a race issue. Of course you wouldn't. So that's just one thing. People, you, you get thrown off when you start talking about white people. And I was leading into the second thing, which is, it's not normal. <laughs> it's not normal. So if it's not normal, first, like for me to even talk about white people, white culture, and assume that somebody is listening. That's a, that's a whole new level of power that historically black people have not had. African American or people of color have not had the chance to talk about their white counterparts without any repercussions. And we still really can't. It's just easier to do it now because I'm online. You can't really do anything to me behind the screen. But let me try to say this in person. And we're seeing this, that when people of color are peacefully protesting signs, you know, taking over highways, doing all this shit, not touching nobody, or getting tear gassed and beat. Told that if they continue to riot, I'll give the order that the guards can shoot, National Guards can shoot. What is all this? Where was this when crazy shit was happening in Charlotte and people were getting ran over by cars? Was the National Guard called in then? Or what about when the, what was it, the Eagles won the Super Bowl and people turned up in Philly and was doing some crazy shit over a fucking football game? Was there any, was there reprimands for that? Was there calls in of people with guns and military presence in order to quell them? No. <laughs> no, there haven't been. And there continuously are white supremacist rallies and shit like that where no one is caught no one is reprimanded. Nobody is taken out of that shit and said, this is unconstitutional. This is not, uh, you know, 
characteristic of a United States citizen, like this should not be condoned. When does that happen? It hasn't. But we come peacefully protesting or not even really breaking rules. Like George Floyd was kneeled on to death for possible fraudulent checks. The selective attention that we have in this country is, is, is amazing sometimes. Didn't Harambe, like a gorilla, did a, did a, um, a big ass gorilla generate more social change than the death of a person of color, the death of a black man? Did a chicken sandwich generate more controversy and more communication than any of these black lives that we've lost in the past year, two, three. Toilet paper was more of a concern than the systematic injustice that is going on in our country. And you expect me as a black man to continuously want to put out my best you expect that I will relentlessly do for this place do for this country and continue to make a means for it while it does not provide any sort of protection for me and you know what it makes me mad because I, I have a lot of white friends I do. I didn't even, I grew up in Chesterfield, Virginia, you know, and it's, it, VA is like the heart and soul of all that. So all, all of, of us, for real, for real. So it's, it's, it's linked to me, regardless. It's not like I moved west or anything like that. But I, I have a lot of white friends and I know people are good. I know some are good. I've also lived with some here, some white people here who didn't, seem to care about anything outside of themselves so i know that it's not all bad but there is a majority out there and a majority is silent and to those white friends that i just acknowledged that i just talked about you get my praise because we we've, we've been able to have a connection and i've never even thought once that you were remotely racist maybe, maybe i thought you were ignorant but you're not a person of color so i have to educate you okay that's on me that's on me. But I won't continue those people that I just put up. I won't be able to continue to have respect for you or be able to call you my friend if you continue to sit in silence. Uh, imagine that this is me. These are for the white people who know me. Imagine that George Floyd or any of the countless names that have, like, that have dropped, that have been added to this list of people of color who have been killed through racial injustice, you know, in the past two or three years, if you continue to sit silent, we can't, we can't be. Because you're effectively saying that, you know what? If that was you, Dion, I still wouldn't care. That's what it feels like. If you're saying something different or if you think differently, then you need to speak up about that. You need to speak up about that. 
Because one thing that I know a lot of people of, color, people of color are tired of doing is doing the work of three to one. Uh, your, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't even realize that was a thing. That's not enough. That's, that's actually very disrespectful. It's actually very disrespectful. Um, so for me to have to, first of all, identify it for you. Actually, I have to overcome your ego first and whatever white guilt you have in yourself that won't allow me to talk about my experience or the reality of our country. You need, I, so I have to get over that. Hey, I'm not talking about you. However, the same way you put me on blast or in the spotlight whenever we're in class and we're talking about something near the African-American experience or talking about slavery, you look at me cocking your head waiting for me to speak for my whole group. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. You are on the spot. So, fuck the guilt. Fuck any, you know, oh my God, I get super anxious when this comes up. So what? I've been in public school, what, 13 years? We learned about slavery almost every year. We learned the same things about slavery almost every year. It only got, it only heard different stuff when I came to a predominantly white institution and took history classes. And you can't even be super sure about how well those classes are taught because they're taught by people who aren't in the diaspora. So when you're trying to have conversations about this stuff on campus in a place where you think, okay, people are going to be educated or respectful about different views, it's really not because even the professors don't know how to navigate their whiteness. <laughs> and so how, if you can't navigate your whiteness, how are you going to talk to me about my black experience? Uh, but I digress. We're tired of getting over your guilt, having to identify it for you, and then also suggesting ways for you to fix shit that you're actively a part of and letting happen. These are three things that I have to do to the one thing that a white person has to do, which is just educate themselves. Nobody told you you had to go out here and lead protest or be a freedom fighter or anything like that. But we are telling you to be educated. We are telling you to do your own research and understand what is happening and why. Not just based on your opinion. Look historically at what has happened. Don't just look at the shit that you're proud of and want to put your Confederate flag up for. Look, Actually, look at that same shit and say, this, is, this was actually not right. You know, I'm not telling you... Another thing, there's so much to unpack here, and I'm going to make more videos about whiteness because it needs to happen. Um, what was I about to say? It, may, it, it makes me so mad. And can you understand that while you have to, to live, to be, to be a, 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 a good citizen, to want to be a good citizen for your country, yet live with this and your reality is very hard. So just bear with me because this is a lot to process. And even while processing it, I'm still here trying to educate and put out information that will hopefully eventually at some point take root and help us stop what's going on. But you don't know how much that takes. <laughs> you don't know how much that takes, especially if you're not a person of color. I didn't even expect for this video to be that long, but it was on my head, it was on my heart, weighing very heavy. So please talk with me, 
And you know what? I'm going to actually next Tuesday, I'll be hosting a um, Tuesday night live for it's, it's a little program. They started when everything went viral at my school at James Madison. So it'll be on Zoom. It's a live, like, sort of like a Saturday Night Live thing where I'll be having my own segment. And I really want to talk about the matter of whiteness on this segment. I know that I go to a predominantly white institution. I know that people who tune into that will probably be majority white. And I hope that I don't off-put all of them when I have to talk about the reality of, of, of our country. But that's me trying to use my platform, not just for the sake of putting out my own thoughts or whatever, but to try and talk to people, try and educate people so we can make more long-lasting change created. So we can, so it's not even about me anymore. It's not even about making it easier for me to live anymore. It's about making it easier for the people of color after me, which is sad because I'm only 22, 23, so I have a lot of life to live, but to think that I'm living it for the person after me. Come on now. Who else is doing that? White people, y'all are not doing that. And if you are, you're doing it on, on, man, I'm not racist, I'll tell you that. But I've definitely, definitely become prejudiced. More prejudiced against white people after being at this uh, predominantly white institution and living with some of the things that I've had to. Oh yeah, I'm definitely there. We can talk about all that. Again, tune in with me at 8 o'clock uh, next Tuesday. I'll send out the link. And let's, let's have a controversial conversation. See y'all.